about generosity. That's one of our cultural values of this church is actually generosity. And we like to demonstrate generosity because that is the heart of Jesus. The heart of Jesus is generosity, extravagant love. He did not withhold from us, but he poured it out. He poured it out for us. So last week, Pastor Ian talked about we are born selfish and we are born again generous. So we are born in the flesh. We are naturally selfish. We want to hold on to things. It's mine. You know, as children, we do that. As adults, we do that too. And when we're born again of the Spirit, the things of God become a part of ourselves because we are Spirit. So we need to walk in the Spirit. So last week he talked about the tithe, the free will offering and sacrificial giving. If you missed that message, I really encourage you. It was a brilliant message. You need to get a hold of it and understand what the difference is between those three offerings. Very important. You know, generosity comes from the heart of God towards us. And one of the most famous scriptures that even probably most people outside the church would know is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He gave. His demonstration of his overflowing love was that he gave to us. Without measure, he gave to us. And we can't comprehend, I don't know about you, but I cannot comprehend the extent of God's grace for me. I cannot comprehend the extent of God's grace that he extends to every sinner, to every person stuck in their own mess, as Shannon spoke, Good word, Shannon. Stuck in their own mess, he poured out his love to us. How can we then withhold from others? If, if we know God's heart, if we've had an encounter with grace, how then can we withhold from others? What right do we have to withhold the generosity that God so liberally poured out for us? right? It's just incredible how much he gave without measure, without measure, every drop of blood, without measure he poured out for us. So our desire in that, knowing what God has so liberally given to us, then we should also 
want to have that same heart for others because we have been changed. It says that we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. So we put on Christ, we are a new creation. The old ways, the way that we lived, the way that we thought, the way that we treated others changes should change because of what God has done in us. So having a generous heart is because of what Jesus has done for us. It's an encounter with him that should change us and cause us to live differently that the world would see that the world would see by our love. So every day is a daily walk. God is doing a reset in our hearts. God is doing a reset in our hearts right now, in this world right now, when everything that we have looked to as stable in this world is falling apart, And God is using this time to do a reset in our hearts. And he's asking each one of us, where do you stand? Who do you believe that I am? Who do you believe that I am? And is the love that is in you enough to sustain you? He's doing a reset in our hearts. He's resetting us back to his ways to align with his nature, to align with his nature, the nature of the spirit, not the nature of our flesh. So we have to put on Christ every day. We need to make a decision that we're not going to walk in the flesh, but we're going to walk in the spirit. You know, being generous reflects God's heart, is a demonstration of what he's done in our lives. I would challenge everyone here this morning, if you've had an encounter with God, if you've had an encounter with his grace, then you should be a generous person. It should just be a natural part of who you are. In 2 Peter 1.4, it says we are partakers of God's nature. God's nature becomes a part of us. Because we are born again, born by the Spirit, so we are partakers. So every characteristic of our God, his love, his generosity, his patience, should all be a part of us. Because we are partakers of his nature. You know, blessing is a byproduct of giving. It's a natural byproduct of giving. So if you are a giver, it will come back to you. It may not necessarily always be in finances. It may be in health. It may be in your gifting. It may be just in the peace that you carry. There's all sorts of different things that can come back to you because you bless others. But our motivation of giving should not be to get. 
It is a byproduct, but it is not the motive. So we need to check our hearts when we give, that we are giving with the right motive. In fact, some people here might be a regular tither, but maybe you struggle with giving your time. Maybe you're like, oh, well, I'm fine to give on a Sunday, right? But I'm not happy to give my time to others. That, that's my time. That's my, my personal me time. Maybe God is challenging you this morning to spend time with those that maybe you don't really want to spend time with. But he's challenging you this morning to show his love and his generosity by hanging out with the people that Jesus would hang out with, that Jesus would have compassion for. We need to have his generous heart. You know, we get way more than what we deserved. Each one of us, the gift of God to us, we got way more than we deserved. And we can think sometimes that maybe that person in my life doesn't deserve my time. Well, guess what? We got more than what we deserved. So let's think about that when it comes to others. Let's give them more than what they deserve. Let's give them the love of Jesus. Let it be the overflow of your heart to others. The overflow of our heart. You know, God doesn't do things by half measures. He puts an overflow into your life. And if you're not feeling that overflow right now, then you need to spend more time in God's presence. You need to be like Mary and prioritise sitting at the feet of Jesus to receive that overflow that you need to give to others because we minister out of the overflow of our hearts. We minister out of his love and not our own flesh. You know, when we spend time with him, the characteristics of his heart gets in us. When we feel and know that love, we can not help but love. When we feel and know that forgiveness, you know, I believe right now there are people that you need to forgive. That's generosity of your heart. That's having the heart of Jesus. You know, that person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. Well, guess what? You didn't deserve Jesus' forgiveness either. But he gave it to you. Anyway, he did not withhold from us. So we'd be called to be generous with our time. We are called to be generous with our love. We are called to be generous with forgiveness and grace. Who are we to withhold when it's been poured out so liberally on us? Jesus hung out with the sinners. He hung out with the unpopular. Jesus saw Zacchaeus, one of the most hated sinners, the tax collectors, you know, who hates the tax collectors. Not exactly a popular job. And he was ripping people off. 
And yet Jesus saw him. Jesus saw him and went, I'm coming to your house, Zacchaeus. I'm coming to your house. Jesus saw the people that others hated, that others didn't see. But the encounter that he had with him was life-changing. And Zacchaeus gave his money back to all those people that he robbed. And his life was changed that day. He didn't go back to his old life. He didn't want to go back to his old life. Let's remember what Jesus has done to us and let's do things differently. Why would we want to go back to our old life when we have so much that Jesus has done for us? Zacchaeus was changed that day. Let's start to see people the way that Jesus would see them. Let's learn to see the people that are forgotten that are unpopular. Maybe they're the worst sinner. God loves them too. Let's see those people. We carry his love. We carry his generosity. You know those times, I have these times happen to me quite often when I'm in a hurry and I've got places to go, you know, things to do and I'm shopping and I'm shopping for a particular purpose and I'm in a hurry and I want to get out. And someone wants to talk. And they want to talk and they want to talk and they want to talk. And there's that moment, you're like, I really have to go. This is really, you know. And you have to have that moment and I go, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do your work today. This person wants to talk. I'm going to give them my time. It's a decision to let God interrupt your day, to those inconvenient moments, right? God brings along the inconvenient moments to interrupt your day where he's calling you to be generous. He's calling you to be generous with your time, with your love, with your patience, all those things. Because that encounter could change someone's world. I've got a lady that I've been praying for in our street and I go and visit her every couple of weeks. And every time I speak to her, I tell her a bit more about God. And we had a conversation yesterday and I saw tears come to her eyes because God is starting to reach her heart. Just give people time. Give people your time and just show them the generosity that God has for them, that God sees them. It will be inconvenient. It may mean foregoing something you really want to do a sacrifice, a sacrifice of your time, a sacrifice of what you want to do. We need to be prepared that God wants us to give that up sometimes. I love in the church of Acts, the church of Acts where Holy Spirit 
Church-driven church who were open to what God was doing and they shared with one another. They shared what they had because they were all connected. They all knew that they were connected to one another in Jesus Christ. We need to have generosity of heart towards one another. Who cares if you don't get along with the person in the next row, personality-wise, right? Who cares? Who cares? Seriously, we've got to get over ourselves. The family of God needs to be united in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. He does not care about his kids with different personalities, honestly. God loves us all. He sees us all. And he purposely puts people in your life to rub you up the wrong way. Purposely. You need to get over it. Because in Acts 4.32 it says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did any say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Why did they have all things in common? Because they were the same? Because they thought the same? No. Because they came from the same background? No. They were all completely different backgrounds. God brings people from all sorts of backgrounds together. And it says here, They were of one heart and one soul. Why? Because they're in Christ Jesus. Because the blood of Jesus brought them together. And they didn't have any problem sharing what they owned. They didn't have any problem sharing what they had. And they didn't say, you put in more than me, so therefore... No, they had a generous heart because it was the heart of Jesus. We need to remind ourselves to have one heart. But put aside the differences that we have that are in the flesh and walk in the spirit. The love of Jesus is so powerful and so tangible to them that they did not have a problem sharing with what they had with one another. You know, there'll be a day, and that's coming, where we will need each other more and more and more. And we will bring what we have to share with one another because that's family. That's the family of God at work. One soul and one heart. When we give our life to Jesus, he gives us new life. He puts new life on everything. New life. He breathes life over us. His abundant life that he poured out is in us to overflowing. Because it says that the enemy came to kill and destroy, to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came 
that we would have life, life in abundance, life in abundance, not just life, not just existing, life in abundance. We have everything we need if we allow Jesus to get on it. Let Jesus get on your heart this morning. Let him get on your heart so that you can be a blessing to others. We are blessed to be a blessing, not just in what we give, but in who we are, what we carry. And sometimes we need to bring life into situations that have no life. We need to bring the glory of God into places that need his presence. In Acts 3, 6. So, some of the disciples, they're on their way to the temple. Just on their way, going to the temple. Probably wondering, you know what Jesus is going to do today in them because there were miracles and all sorts of things going on. And there was a lame man sitting by the temple and every day since birth he had been put at the temple so that those walking past would have compassion on him and give him some money so that he could get through the day or get through the week. And he'd been sitting there since he was born because he was born lame and we don't know how old he was at this time. But he was a man. And he asked for money in an Acts 3.6. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So sometimes you may not have money. But who knows that this man needed more than money? They gave him more than what he asked for. They gave him more than what he asked for and what he believed for. So in that moment, they gave him what they had, which was the power of God upon this man's life so that he could live a completely new life. Sometimes we are to bring the power of God into a situation, the salvation of God into a situation. We're not to keep walking by and ignore that person sitting there because we don't have that money. They didn't have that money, but they had more. They had more. You have more. Each one of us has more to give because if Jesus Christ is on the inside of us, then we carry more. We carry the answers to this world. And sometimes we ignore what is right in front of us and we keep walking by. We keep walking by and God wants us to stop. He wants us to stop and see and take notice and lay our hands and believe and pray for people and see them healed. Most important thing that you can impart to someone is the power of God. 
is the salvation of God. So have a generous heart for others that we would see them and not leave them in their state, but give them what Jesus gave to us. He received that day, the lame man was healed in Jesus' name and his life was changed forever because they stopped and they prayed and they gave him what they had. We minister out of the overflow of God's heart to others. If we are not abiding in his presence, then we have nothing to give. We have nothing to give if we're not spending time with God. If we don't believe that God is who he truly says he is, then what have we got to give? We give out of our own revelation of our own heart of who God is to us. If you see God as a stingy, tight-fisted man on the throne with a stick, then that's what you're going to give to others. But you see him as a loving father that you can come to and that you can ask and that you can come boldly before the throne of grace, then that's what you will give to others. We can only give what we have to give. If we don't know that heart, we can't be generous in anything because the generosity of God's spirit has not got to us. When we're grateful for what God has done for us, then we will carry that generosity to this world. It says, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask. Our Father is there waiting for each one of us. There's a scripture that's been sitting heavy on my heart probably for about the last year. And it's in Isaiah 60 verse 1 and it's a prophetic word and I believe it's a prophetic word for now. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of Jehovah has risen on you. And it goes on in this verse to talk about the darkness that is on the earth and the darkness on the people, but the light and the glory of God will rise upon his people. And those people will be drawn to you because of that light, because of that generosity. God is calling us to be that light, to be that hope in the midst of the darkness. The glory of the Lord will shine on you and his generous heart will be in you for others. As we heed his call at this time, he's called us for such a time as this. Do you know the heart of God this morning? Do you know the heart of the Father and truly have grasped the love that he has for you? Have you grasped his love this morning? Are you able to pass that love then on to others? Are you able to be generous towards others as we get his heart for people? Have you been changed by his love? Have you been changed by his heart? 
What is God speaking to you about today that you can be generous in? Generous in forgiveness, generous in His grace, generous in time that you may need to spend with others. What is it that God is speaking to you about this morning? Let's just pray. Mighty God. Mighty God. God, open our hearts this morning. Open our hearts to your grace. Open our hearts to how generous and liberal your love is to us. And let us carry that love. If you're here this morning and you want to say, I'm going to... I really want to know that love. I, know, I, would, I want to know that love that Jesus expressed on that cross. If that's you this morning, you're saying, I want to ask Jesus into my life this morning. I need to know that love, that forgiveness, that grace. Just lift up your hand in this place. I'm going to pray for you this morning that you'll truly know that love from the inside out. That your heart will be changed by that love that encounter will change you this morning. If that's you this morning, you'll go, I want to know that love of God this morning. Just lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that your heart is for us, that your heart you did not withhold. And this morning, God is challenging you right now to have a generous heart towards others. Just lift up your hand in this place. We're going to pray the generosity of our God upon each one of us that we can, that we can give. Give of ourselves. Give of what He's asked us to without, without measure, that we would not withhold. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you've called us all to be generous because that is your heart. That is your heart. God, we just pray that you break down any barrier this morning that is stopping us from being the person that you would want us to be. God, we just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you speak to each one of us, Lord, right where we're at. What is it that you're calling us to? What is it that you're asking us to, Lord, we pray? Do your work in our heart. Mighty God, we pray. Amen.